This portion of the broadcast has been pre-recorded. It's contact, and, you know, it is the month of October where a lot of us are seeing, you know, those pink ribbons, and we're thinking about breast cancer and overall breast health. But we're going to do maybe even a little quiz and let you know maybe some things that you might not have realized before or just give you some quick reminders about taking care of our health. It's with our friends at Penn Highlands Dubois, Michaeline Schwabenbauer. She's an RN at Penn Highlands Dubois, talking specifically today about breast health for the month of October and, and truly a subject that we should be thinking about year round. I'm Brittany Madera, your host of Contact. This portion brought to us this morning by Lifespan Family Services, Adoption and Foster Care. Each day in Pennsylvania, there's at least 15,000 children taken from their homes due to abuse or neglect. Foster parents provide homes to these needy children. Lifespan Family Services trains, supports, and compensates foster parents to address this problem. Call Lifespan Family Services today at 375-1314 or drop in at the Dubois Mall or at Lane Avenue in Punxsutawney. Lifespan Family Services, helping people help children every day. 375-1314. Well, the month of October, a lot of us are thinking about breast cancer, breast health, and uh, we're going to maybe test our own knowledge a little bit here with Michaeline Schwabenbauer. She's an RN from Penn Highlands Dubois. Good morning, Michaeline. Good morning. Thanks for having us. So, um, first of all, I noticed you're wearing the pink, the of pink course, ribbon. You have to support the pink. Absolutely. So, this has been on a lot of our minds and. Um, clearly a lot of people raising money and raising more awareness, but this this is a topic that should be on our minds year round because it's important and it affects so many people. So um, first of all, what is your job at Penn Highlands Healthcare? What do you do there every day? So my title is actually um, breast nurse navigator. My role is to sort of walk our patients through the whole breast breast health continuum of care, you know, starting from educating people to their screenings to maybe diagnostic testing and, you know, even diagnosing and then, you know, having that surgical consult. So, so my role is, again, just I walk those patients through, help educate, eliminate any barriers, you know, ask any questions, try to help them, you know, just through that process to make it as easy, you know, and as anxious free as we can. Yeah. So. Uh, I imagine you see a lot of very anxious people. So, Let's go through that process together because this is a big part of your day. I'm going to step in here and act as almost, well, like we're all going to be a patient just traveling on on this journey and, and finding out some more things that are offered. Um, what does Penn Highlands Healthcare, their breast program, what kind of programs are there? Because I think a lot of these things get overlooked. Yeah. So at our particular office here in Dubois, um, we actually have a breast radiologist on site. Um, You know, she has been fellowship trained to actually do the breast imaging as well as other imaging for that. Um, But basically, we have, you know, up to par equipment as far as what's available. We can do the mammograms. We can do ultrasounds. Um, we have access to MRIs. Um, you know, if if it comes to the point where a patient may need a biopsy, then we have access to perform those biopsies and all those different modalities as well. So. Wow. And if you're thinking about, you know, even 20, 30 years ago, the technology has changed 
immensely, right? Absolutely, yeah. We'll hear stories from some of our, our older patients mm. um, saying, you know, I remember when I had to lay down on that table and it was the most uncomfortable thing. Well, <laughs> we have come a long way, so it, it is a little more comfortable now. Yeah, oh, let's actually, let's talk about that because it's not the most comfortable mm. thing. And uh, if you've heard horror stories or if you've had those horror stories yourself, you might not be anxious to get a mammogram. What is it What is it like? Let's tell the truth. Okay. So basically, if you can just tolerate some compression, basically, a little bit of pressure mm-hmm. is what it amounts to. Um, you know, as far as the process, you know, you, you come, you get, you get signed in. The girls will escort you back. We'll get you changed. We, our, our group is really awesome. Our, our mammogram techs and our uh, ultrasound techs are excellent. Uh, they're very good with our patients, patient with our patients, especially, you know, for those who may be having some physical limitations, that mm-hmm. type of thing, or just the anxiety for that matter, too. Um, but, you know, they'll take you back. They will get you positioned. They're going to walk you through every step of the process. You know, and literally to get a mammogram takes, I'm going to say, maybe 15 minutes tops yeah and we can get you in there we can get you out there and then you can have that sense and peace of mind that you know what i'm okay yeah i'm okay yeah uh and i'm i'm glad that you brought up the fact that patience with the patients that is such a big deal because Mm -hmm. it can make such a difference whenever you have somebody who's kind of there alongside you and Mm -hmm even being there with you and explaining what's going on. Absolutely. Yeah. Like I said, we have a real good group um, where we work. And yeah, a lot, lot of patients. Um, it's scary, you know, and, and you don't want to dismiss or downplay, you know, how people feel whenever they're coming in for their, their imaging. Um, you know, so you work with them and, and we try to make it as comfortable as we can. Definitely puts you in an awkward position. Um, nobody wants to do it, really, but <laughs> um, we need to take care of ourselves. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Why is it so important to get that annual mammogram? We are seeing um, a lot of cancers, breast cancers Mm -hmm. arising, and it it is surprising to see um, how much it has jumped, like, from year to year. We will have patients who are faithful about coming, you know, for for years, multiple years. And from that year to the next, guess what? Now we found something. Wow. So we are finding that, you know, the cancers are creeping up on us a little bit more. Um, Why? We're not exactly sure why. Um, But, you know, in in the whole idea of getting this, this taken care of on a regular basis, in annual basis too is you know the sooner early detections you know is the best protection I mean that that's what it's all about um if we can catch it early enough guess what we can we can fix it and quote cure you basically mm-hmm. we can take care of it so yeah earlier is is certainly better so if you're on top of things um that just makes it all the easier for you let's talk about breast density because there are a lot of um terms and we want to make sure that people know what we're talking about whenever we say this um Why is it important to know breast density and what even is that? Okay. So what happens with breast density? Sometimes it can lower the sensitivity of the actual mammogram imaging. Um, We are required, just so everybody knows, when you have your your mammogram imaging completed, you also will be informed of what density level you are. 
what happens is uh, breast tissue is made up of different types of tissues, um, one of them being this fibrous glandular tissue. That tissue tends to be uh, more dense, more thick. So what happens is, you know, mammogram is number one screening tool can basically pick up on any abnormality that there is in the breast. When it comes to the dense tissue, every now and then something can hide behind that dense Mm -hmm. tissue. Um, And what happens as far as imaging, you might see like a white dot on the imaging as far as mammogram. But if you think of the dense tissue as like someone taking a paintbrush and just sort of painting white over that particular area. So sometimes it can obscure that that imaging, those pictures. So um, we let you know that you have that dense tissue. At that point, um, you're categorized to let you know in what category you fall. Um, There are four categories, um, A, B, C, and D, D being the most extreme dense level. Whenever we see the C and D uh, levels, that's when we reach out to our patients to say, hey, you know, you're at these levels and offer to them to do a supplemental screening and an extra screening with ultrasound. Um, Ultrasound can see better through the dense tissue, Um, you know, and at this point, it's sort of a choice. It's it's sort of up to the patient whether or not they want to follow through with that. Um, You know, I get a lot of questions. Well, does insurance pay for it? Does insurance not? Eh, You know how that goes. Um, But you yeah, but we, like I said, we have to offer it to our patients, let them know this is what's going on. Because like I said, there's that very, very, very small, rare chance that something could, could be hidden behind that dense tissue. Yeah. Uh, we talked about the importance of doing that annual mammogram. Um, what about more, more frequently at home? What, what is that like? So, you know, not only is it good to have your imaging done on a regular basis, and again, you know, the the ripe age, I guess, is 40, unless, of course, you know, you're having issues prior to that. Mm -hmm. But what we tell our patients, too, is, you know, imaging is great and fantastic, but you also have to look at yourself. You know, you also have to be aware of what you're seeing in the mirror, as much as we don't like to look at ourselves sometimes, but, you know, we need to look for those those signs or those clues that there may be something going on here. Um, You know, do you feel a lump of bump? Do you see, you know, some uh, rash? Are you having this persistent pain? Um, you know, is, is our nipple retracted? Are there some skin changes, things like that? So it's very, very important, you know, to, to look at ourselves as well as, you know, do our, our self-breast exams. Um, you know, and we do recommend you do those exams, you know, on a monthly basis. Um, you know, things, things can change real fast. Like, and again, it always goes back to, you know, early detection is the best protection. Um, so yeah, like I said, just do your exams uh, monthly basis. Um, yeah. Uh, what would you say to that patient, or maybe not even a patient at this point, that they've noticed something a little off at home? They've done those exams at home, and then they're thinking, I- I'm just going to wait it out. I'm going to see if anything changes. I don't think it's that serious. I've noticed some changes in my body, but. I don't want to go to the hospital yet. I don't want to I don't want to do the actual exam yet. What would you say to that person? You know, I would sort of recommend talk talk it over with your provider, you know, your healthcare provider. I mean, because it, I mean, it, it goes back to everything we've sort of been talking about already. You know, we want to pick up on something if it if there is something there sooner than later. Um, you know, and like I said, we're seeing, you know, the breast cancers are evolving. Um, at a higher rate and we're sort of seeing you know a lot of our younger generations are also being you know exposed to it for whatever reason so yeah don't don't ignore it talk to your provider about it get get some more education on it you know and and just follow through maybe with getting things checked out Err on the side of caution is usually what we try to tell our patients too yeah. so are there certain people that are at higher risk of getting breast cancer yes so you have those patients who i'm 
a lot of people here, they call them the BRCA genes, which are the breast cancer genes. There's BRCA1 and there's BRCA2. Um, if you have inherited those genes, obviously that's going to put you at a higher risk. Um, if you have a family member who, um, a first degree family member who maybe has had tested positive for those genes as well, puts you at higher risk. Um, of course, you know, the classic ones, you know, being obese and smoking and, you know, um, not healthy eating, things like that. Um, the other thing too, like we had just mentioned, the dense breast tissue, you know, that can place you at a higher risk because again, something could be hiding, you know, behind that tissue that might've been overlooked. Um, and then also, you know, there's those people who maybe, you know, went between the ages of like 10 and 30, where maybe they've had some type of radiation mm -hmm. sort of in their chest area, which since can sort of alter things and, you know, change the tissues in there, which again, puts them at a higher risk as well. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of times we do focus on women because the, the vast number of people who get breast cancer are women, but this does affect men too. Absolutely. Um, you would be surprised the number of males that come through our office. Um, you know, and luckily, you know, it, it usually ends up being something benign and harmless. Um, but again, you know, there's there's symptoms there. They're feeling things. They're seeing things. Um, you know, we need to check it out to make sure because yes, males are not are not uh, ruled out from from you know being diagnosed with a breast cancer. Yeah, I guess it comes down to just knowing your body and being on top of you know monitoring any of those changes, regardless of male or female. Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so if somebody, let's actually walk ourselves through this process. If somebody feels like they need to get a mammogram or if it's been a while, if um, you know, you've been putting this off for years and years and we know that we should be getting one, how do we how do we schedule an appointment? Let's start there. Okay, so you know, one you can like I said, reach out to your your healthcare providers. You know, talk with them, um, let them know, and you know, obviously they can get you connected with our office. Um, you can also self refer too. Um, you know, we do not turn anybody away as far as mammograms. Uh, uh, we have a number our central scheduling office. If people want to call directly to get themselves scheduled, um, it would be that would be three seven five four six three six or three seven five info. Um, but that would be the number that you could contact. Feel free also, you can contact our office directly, um, 375-4060. Um, you know, you can talk to any one of us there. We can gladly walk you through the process. But, you know, but yeah, just again, just talk it over with your provider and, and come on in and see us. <laughs> Let's paint that radio picture because I really think people become less nervous about things if they know what is going to happen. So Let's say I made the appointment, it's the day of the appointment. What's gonna happen whenever I actually walk into the office? So you'll be greeted by our office staff out front. Um, they'll get you checked in. One of our technicians will come out. They will um, escort you back to the changing room. Um, because of COVID reasons, we're putting all of you know, your belongings you know, mm -hmm. in a bag versus our little closets there. Um, but, but they'll have you change. Uh, like I said, they'll take you back to the mammogram machine. Uh, they'll get you positioned. And like I said, there is some compression that they have to use, obviously, so that we can get some good pictures, good imaging of that breast tissue. Um, girls will walk you through the whole process. Um, they take just a few pictures. We use to, um, we have not just the 2D imaging, but we also have 3D imaging. So, oh, wow. you know, when we take our pictures, we not only are they the quote pictures, but also with the 3D, we can, you know, actually slice through um, that breast tissue, which gives us an even more um, specific and detailed imaging. Um, but like I said, girls walk you through, um, get you change and you'll be on your merry way. It's that, as easy as that. I mean, it does really sound, you make it sound not just 
easy, but whenever you say, well, we used to be able to put things in a closet or, you know, the girls there, it, it seems like there's some heart behind it. You know, Absolutely. you want to make it feel as comfortable as possible. Absolutely. Because like we talked before, it is an uncomfortable situation. I mean, you know, not a lot of people want to do it. Um, but like I said, we're there to help you and, and we want to see you. We, Like I said, we will we will walk you through it. We'll get you through it. So what is that like working somewhere where the the vast majority of people who come into the office are not um they're not happy they're not skipping and and bouncing with joy to be in that office that morning let's just say it can be very challenging at times (laughs) um humor humor is a good way to try to deal with that um You know, but in the same breath, you know, it's not using humor to downplay or or diminish, you know, how people are feeling. Um, But it's more about, you know, just making light of the subject. Like, it's okay, you know, we're women. This is something we need to do. This is something we need to take care of for, you know, for our overall health and our overall well-being. Um, You know, usually we can talk a lot of them off off the ledge a little bit. But, um, (laughs) you know, still, you have your difficult ones. Sure. But um, overall, I... Overall, the comments that we hear from, you know, the surveys our patients will take are just our patients just leaving in general or seeing us on the street or whatever is like, you guys have a great group there. Um, You know, you guys are so good and helpful and you made me feel so much better just, you know, walking me through and blah, blah, blah. So yeah, having that kind of personality and that, that heart for it uh, surely helps. Even if people are coming in a little bit nervous or a little less than joyful. any, and I, I don't want anybody's eyes to glaze over as they're listening to this, because sometimes whenever you talk specifically about numbers, you can get really into the into the weeds and into the details. But whenever you say that we're seeing more breast cancer, do you have any statistics or can you talk a little bit about how how we know that that's happening? So, you know, this is the one I know that always is tossed out there, but it's it's a really important one. But, you know, one in eight women are going to be diagnosed with breast cancer in the United States on a, on a yearly basis. One in eight. One in eight women. Um, you know, something else to think about, too. A lot of our patients will say, you know, well, I don't have a family history. And, you know, no one in my family had cancer, this and that. There is only a 5 to 10% chance that there is a genetic or an inherited factor related to breast cancers. So again, that 80 to 90% is what we're concerned about right now because we don't know where it's coming from Mm. or why it's happening. Um, So, you know, that's sort of a myth that a lot of our patients will say. Um, the other thing too is that you know it had it has been predicted that in the uh, this year that there'll be over two hundred eighty thousand um, cases of the invasive breast cancers and close to about fifty thousand of just the, the breast cancers themselves, the non-invasive. So, um, you know, and resulting in about forty-four thousand deaths is what's being predicted for this year overall. So those are some pretty extreme and high numbers, and you know something that we need to pay attention to. Wow, certainly. I mean, the the factor that hit me, one in eight. One in eight women, yes, yes. Um, Unfortunately, in our area, too, um, you know, we're we're seeing a lot of it, um, you know, on a daily basis, let's just say. Yeah, definitely. Let's just remind people, because so much of what you do is, well, preventative, protective, and, and catching these kind of things early. So if somebody is thinking to themselves, I just don't want to know. It's easier not to know 
maybe what is happening. Or even if something is wrong, I don't want to put myself through that stress. What do you tell that person? You know, we try to give them as much education as we can because, yes, we do encounter those patients who, I don't, I don't care, I don't want to know because, yeah, I don't want to deal with it. You know, it is what it is. It's in God's hands, that type of deal. You know, and to each his own. I mean, everyone is entitled to, you know, um, their opinion and how they feel about things. You know, but but our role and our job where we're at is, you know, we just want to educate the patient. Make sure they have all of the facts. Make sure they completely understand what's going to happen. Walk them through that whole process, you know, you know and even not from just what we do where we're at but even you know beyond that you know when you have your surgery and you you know if you have to have chemo or radiation that type of thing so we try to give them all the facts up front and, and hope and hope that you know we can convince them otherwise so yeah um why would you say somebody should choose here at Penn Highlands um because we're awesome <laughs> no <laughs> um no I it, Penn Highlands, we have a lot to offer here. Um, our, we have a great facility, um, like I said, specifically where I'm at here at the Breast Care Services in Dubois. Um, we have a great group of girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have our breast radiologists. We all work as a team. You know, in, in Penn Highlands in general, I mean, everyone works as a team. Like, we have a very close relationship with our breast surgeons in the area and, you know, with our Haunty Cancer Center. And, you know, so it, I think it's it's just it's just important to have that close-knit, that teamwork uh, effort, you know, by everybody. Yeah. So. So in short, you are awesome. Yeah, you were. I guess so. Sure. (laughs) Uh, Well, we are running out of time, but I did want to, uh, Michaeline, I wanted to just talk on a personal level because being an RN, I imagine, is not always the easiest job. It's not always um, the the most rewarding job on a on a daily basis. But obviously, you've stuck with it. Yes. For a reason. Yes. And. um, you know, you're, you're there because you do care. Why would you say you got into this? Because exactly what you just said. I do care, you know, and I do love my patients. I love taking care of my patients, you know, especially educating my patients. I, you know, try to treat my patients as if they were my own family members, you know, and just, you know, my own personal experience. You know, I have a lot of family members that are very uneducated and they don't understand terms and the knowledge in in the medical field. And, you know, it's just nice to chime in and say, hey, this is exactly what this means or this is what's going to happen. And that's sort of the approach I take, I guess, with my patients is, you know, they're they're like family to me. I mean, you know, again, this is an anxiety provoking situation. A lot of people don't want to do it. I mean, who wants to, you know, do that? Um, you know, but, but you take it with a grain of salt. And like I said, you have, you have your difficult cases on occasion. And believe me, there's times too, where, you know, I'm crying with the patients as well, because, you know, it it definitely is an emotional situation, but yeah, but ultimately like I, I love taking care of people. So yeah, that, that is obvious. That's really clear. So thank you. Thank you for doing what you do, and thank you for doing it how you do as well, because that does make a difference. Thank you. If somebody, if this has triggered something in someone's mind, if they're saying, okay, you know, you've <laughs> you've got me on board now. Uh, I know that I should have been getting my mammograms. I know that I, you know, maybe have been ignoring something. This is the little nagging voice in their head that is telling mm-hmm. them to go. Uh, where can they go? Give us those numbers and that information one more time. Okay. So again, you can reach out to your, your you know, your healthcare, primary healthcare providers. Um, they can assist you with that. You can contact our central scheduling office, uh, 375-4636 or 375-INFO. Or you're welcome to contact our office directly and we can walk you through things as well. And that would be 375-4060.
Wonderful. It has been a pleasure talking with you Thank this you. morning. And this has been Mike Michaeline Schwabenbauer. She's an RN from Penn Highlands Dubois, specifically talking this morning about our breast health. And uh, of course, October is a great month to to celebrate and to raise that awareness. But let's keep it in mind here year long. I'm Brittany Madera. You've been listening to Contact here on Connect FM. It's Contact. This portion brought to us in part by Community County Services, family-based mental health. Hi, folks. Are you having problems with your child at home? Is their behavior a problem? Are you at your wit's end? If so, call us for more information. Community County Services. We provide family-based mental health. Call for information at 371-8066. We work to help you keep your family together in a healthy way. Community County Services, 371-8066. This portion of the broadcast has been pre-recorded.